0: Welcome everyone to the house of the Lord. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this Christmas Eve. It's good to gather and worship and wonder at the Christ child. God has visited the earth. And because of that, everything is different. And all has changed. Over this next period of time, it's going to be a wonderful time to reflect upon this miracle of the incarnation. So I encourage you to look with fresh eyes, to open your heart, we worship a living God, and He has a message for each one of us today. He wants to speak into our life, just as He did on that night, two thousand years ago. If only we would open our hearts and our eyes, that we might see the truth that He is the Lord. A couple of quick announcements, and then we'll begin. Uh, this is a les- uh, sermon of uh, service of lessons and carols. We're going to be singing a lot of carols. We don't have uh, 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 children's church or anything but there is um, a cry room back there as well as um, it's being broadcast in the narthex area so if you need to step out, uh, understood, no worries for that, it will be a shorter service. Additionally, we will not be giving an offering. Uh, We will not be taking up an offering here but there's an offering basket. We will not be doing a Sunday service tomorrow so if you were planning on giving your offering uh, tomorrow, uh, don't show up because we won't be here so this would be your opportunity to give an offering uh finally we uh have a a gift for folks if you're new to redeemer uh we want to give you just something to let you know that we're glad you came this is a wonderful redeemer coffee mug uh with some little gifts and those will be out there as well so um let me go ahead and uh pray for us and then we'll have our call to worship and then we'll begin let's pray god it is good to be here it is good to be in your midst it is good to know that you cared that you wanted so much to be with us, that you sent your Son, that you created a path that leads to you. God, help us to walk that path through your Son as we worship, as we sing, as we give praise, as we recognize that the King has come and we are your children. We pray all of these things in Christ's name. Amen. Hear these words from Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is He that made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. Amen.
1: One small announcement as well. Please... Um, use the words on the overhead like your scripture sometimes there's different translations of hymns and we've noticed there might be some discrepancies so take your bulletin home and enjoy what's there but we'll sing off the overheads tonight
2: (laughs) (laughs) come all you faithful oh come Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Then the angel left her the word of the Lord.
0: second lesson is from Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 7. In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David,
1: because he belonged to the house of David in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them.
3: Matthew 1:18 through
4: 25. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus.
1: Please remain seated, we'll but do sing with us. you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. which were just as they had been told. Lord of the Lord.
2: Please stand with me. We'll sing.
3: Danger.
5: Matthew Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the East came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard the news, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where this And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. The word of the Lord.
1: May
0: book of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in the closest, has made him known. The word of the Lord.
3: Thanks be to God.
0: Do you all remember the day when aliens invaded the world? It was October 30th, 1938, at 8 p.m. Some of you might have been around back then to experience it. It happened this way. Maybe you've heard of the name Orson Welles, who at age 23 wrote a book called War of the Worlds. And he was a great orator, and so he decided to put it on a radio program. And so at eight o'clock as the program went on, if you'll remember there wasn't TV back then. Everybody listened to the radio at night. At eight o'clock the program went on and uh, Welles explained what was gonna happen. It was a dramatic retelling. And then it launched into some music. And it wasn't until 8.12 that there was a voice that said, we interrupt this program to give you information. Well, the problem was that uh, the majority of people in the country had been listening to another program on another station with Charlie McCarthy, if you remember, the little ventriloquist dummy. So they signed off and came over to Wells' program only to hear that we interrupt this program to give you an announcement a large meteor has crashed in Grovers Mill, New Jersey. And Wells went on to explain and describe that aliens were emerging from this meteor. And via special effects and dramatic interpretation, Wells described mounted war machines that were firing out heat rays and were decimating the National Guard. In fact other ships were landing in St. Louis and Chicago And millions of people, not knowing the better, actually believed this was happening. New Jersey freeways were jammed. People were begging the police for gas masks to ward off the attempt. People were crying out, it's the end of the world. It was only when finally someone got a message to Wells that he had to explain that it was a hoax. It was only a radio program. Aliens had not invaded the world. It was just a story. I don't want to talk about that story but I do want to talk about another visitation not of aliens visiting the world but rather a true story a historical story of the day that God visited earth 2000 years ago in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was in the beginning with God This one who came, Jesus, who they call the Word. This one who came to earth, we discover, was the one that has always been. In the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. Before there was the stars and the planets and life or light, there was God and there was His Son and the Holy Spirit. This one God visited earth because it says that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Think of this. All of eternity, and fleshed in mortality. The God who became a man. All things were made through him, says verse 3. And without him was not anything made that was made. What irony that the one that fashioned the millions of stars in the skies was helpless, lying in a manger. The one who designed the DNA of his parents, every single molecule in their bodies, could not speak and needed to be fed. The one who was tireless, always working, needed to sleep because of the journey from his mother's womb. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Think of it as we look throughout the world and see life everywhere the energy that sustains this planet, the moon and the stars and the skies and the forests and the jungles, all sustained by the life force of this one Jesus Christ, who became a helpless baby. There was no fanfare, was there? There was no announcement on the radio. Rather, the message went out to the poor and lowly, to shepherds, and nobodies, as the child was born to a teenage girl and a young man who didn't know what to do with the task of having to raise the Son of God. We must pause and ask the question, why would God come as a baby? Seems to me the very nature in which he came shows what he came to do. The aliens came for destruction and brought their war machines in the story. But rather this child came as a baby. We can learn a little bit by hearing what he's called in this passage. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. If you remember this uh, intended audience was Jewish people. And if they heard the term in the beginning was the Word, they would automatically think about the Word, the commandments that God has given. The word of God. If you'll remember, God calls Moses up to the mountain and he gives him the commands. He says that you are my people who I brought out of slavery. Here are the commands that you are to obey. And Moses went down and recited these words to the people. And he said to them, Take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you, that you may command your children to obey carefully all the word of this law. They're not just idle words for you. They are your life. By them you will live long in the, in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. In other words, this word that was given through Moses was to bring life, was to bring righteousness, was to bring prosperity in God's favor, was to be a path, a light unto their feet that would lead them to safety. We all know the tragic story, though, of the Old Testament, don't we? That though they had the word, they failed to obey it. Jesus summed up the word in this simple sentence. The greatest commandment that sums up all of the word is to love God with all of your heart and mind and soul and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. But as history records that all have failed, none have failed, Obeyed and heeded the word, and all of mankind is lost. But this story tells us that another word has come, that this child was the word. The word that was given on Mount Sinai had no power to change the wayward heart, but this word was a living word, a word that became a man. None obeyed the original word. And so God sent the living word in order to obey the word. The living word, Jesus Christ, came to obey the commands of God because no one else could. Because all had failed and fall short of the glory of God. The Jews knew that they were sinful people. And they so heavenly emphasized that a human being could never become God. God that they never considered the fact that God might become a human. And so the word came to obey and to pay. For someone must pay for the sins of the world. And so the hands of this baby would ultimately be nailed to a cross. This beautiful small body would grow up to be tortured and killed And the voice of God who had the words of life would ultimately be drowned out by the crowd crying, crucify him, crucify him. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And so the angel proclaimed, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For today in the city of David, a savior is born. So I ask you the question. What do you see in the manger? An example that we are to follow? A moral and upright teacher who shows the way? Or rather the living word who is the way? The one who came to obey. The one who came to pay. As I think of this story, what Jesus did I understand why he came and had to become a man in order to obey the word but I have to ask the question why would he come at all you know this passage in John is modeled after another passage most people think it's modeled after Genesis 1 remember in the beginning was the word and the word was with God but this passage actually comes from a different section in the Bible It's modeled after Exodus 33 and 34. God has rescued the Israelites and he's brought them out of Egypt. And he's called them his people. And he gives Moses the commands. But while Moses is receiving the commands, the people lose faith in Moses and God. And so they create this golden calf and say, here are your gods to worship And God's anger is kindled against the people. And he says to Moses, Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you, lest I consume you on the way. For you are a stiff-necked people. For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the people of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. If for a single moment I should go up among you, I would consume you. But Moses said, if your presence will not go with us do not bring us up from here for how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight and your people is it not the fact God that you are going with us that shows that we're distinct that you you are that we are your people in other words God we need you without your presence without your face we're doomed and the Lord hearing what Moses asked said, the very thing that you have spoken, I will do. For you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. And so Moses said, show me your glory. In other words, God, if you are going to come with us, prove to me I need to see you to know. And God said to Moses, I will make all of my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. But you cannot see my face. For no man shall see my face and live. See, no one could look upon the face of God because God is holy and we are sinful. And so what God said is there is a cleft in the rock and I will place you there and I will put my hand over you and as I cross by... You may see my back, but you may not see my face. And as the Lord passed before him, he proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Because of Moses, God went with his people. But his presence with them was provisional. Remember, if he said, If you disobey my word, I will cast you away from me. And he commanded that a temple would be built, but he would be in the inner sanctum. And only one person could come into that room, only once a year and never without sacrifice. But what is John saying as he compares and contrasts what is happening here with Exodus thirty-three, thirty-four? 34? The word God became flesh and we have seen his glory full of grace and truth. See, it wasn't us seeking God, was it, that night? But God seeking us. No one has ever seen God, but the only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. For the first time, sinful humanity could gaze without fear upon the face of God. For from the fullness of this child, we have received grace upon grace. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. See, it was the heart of God that came to a lost humanity and said, I will lead you. I will reveal to you my Father. For my Father wants you to know him. And he wants to know you. God's glory. I love it when Moses says, show me your glory. You would think he would split the earth and rocks and hurricanes would occur. But rather, God shows his glory by showing his character. The Lord, the Lord, gracious and kind, slow to anger and abounding in love. God showed his glory to the utmost with the coming of Jesus Christ. Remember what Jesus said at the end of his life. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Jesus came to show the glory of God through showing his love by dying on a cross and giving life to all who would follow him. It was that day 2000 years ago that we could look upon God not with fear but with hope. Not experiencing death but looking to resurrection not expecting condemnation but rather experiencing the favor of God you see my friends there is a point to life it's not fruitless it's not hopeless for God has sent a savior the living word to lead us to the promised land of God's kingdom have you given up searching Have you put your faith and your hope and trust in the things of this world that continually disappoint, that never live up to their promise? Then stare into the manger. Look at the baby, our leader, our life. Have you grown weary of walking the path of Jesus Christ? He has not given up on you He is at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us, shielding us, protecting us, wooing us with His love. And so this Christmas, rather than despairing and losing hope, gaze in wonder upon the Son of God, the One who has come near. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth shall grow strangely dim in the light of his glorious grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And from his fullness we have received grace upon grace, upon grace, upon grace. Let's pray. Oh Jesus, save for you we would be lost. For your presence God would not go with us for we are a sinful people. But Jesus, you who are life have power to live the life. You, the living word or the one who obeyed the word the Son of Man, our representative. And so we can gaze upon your face. We can smile and laugh and hope. For you have brought us to our Heavenly Father. And we need not fear. For you who called us are faithful. And you who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. We pray all of these things in Christ's name. Amen. Now as our tradition, we're going to sing a song together, Silent Night. The beauty of our Savior, who we worship, is he's a risen Savior. If I could quote a line from Easter, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. And so the light that was brought in by our kids earlier is the light that goes out through the Holy Spirit to all who believe, to all who call upon his name. And so as we stand and sing Silent Night, I will light the candles. And as a symbol of God's grace, light the candles of the person next to you and let the Spirit of God, His light, flow throughout us all. Let's stand. service has ended we hope you've enjoyed hearing the word of God and I hope your spirits are encouraged the Lord has come praise the Lord we want to wish you a safe and happy Christmas Eve and uh, let me give the benediction and then we'll be done go ahead and bow your heads may the love of the Father shown through the life of the Son given through the power of the Holy Spirit be upon you Redeemer Presbyterian today this day and forevermore and all God's people said Amen. Amen.
3: The service is ended. Go in peace.